This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Welcome to our special guest interview this week, and I'm thrilled to have with me today an old friend from Money Penny, Louise Wilson. Louise, hello to you. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? We're great, Louise. Fabulous to have you on the show. For people that haven't come across you, just tell us in 60 seconds what you're all about. Uh, so I work at Money Penny, and we're the UK's largest outsourced communications provider. We're 24 seven, and I head up the finance sector here. So I onboard all of our lovely accountancy firms for a variety of our services. So in a nutshell, that means we answer telephone calls for businesses, we answer their live chats for them, and we make outbound calls for them. You're not an accountant. I'm not an accountant. What is your view of the accounting profession from the outside? What kind of shape do you feel it's in right now? Because you speak to a lot of accountants. Yeah, I think over the last two years, there's been a lot of great steps that have been made, particularly how firms have embraced uh, technology and digital aspects of running their firms. So we've seen a huge improvement over the last couple of years of um, accountants seriously thinking about how to communicate with clients Uh, not just the traditional ways. So right now, it's really positive in terms of what they're looking at and how they do it. Well, we're talking about what separates the good accounting firms from the great, because COVID has put a lot of firms under the spotlight. Some have fallen a little bit short. Some have done exceptionally well. So what, in your view, separates the good firms from the great ones? Is it all about client experience? I I think it's all about brand values and consistently, when they're consistently delivered, so um, and, and giving that positive client experience. And that's just to the existing clients. And it's also to those prospects that are making that first engagement. So, yeah, it's all about a positive experience. Can we define what a positive experience looks like, feels like the elements thereof? Yeah, definitely. I think um, even more so, we've become more and more impatient as prospects and as clients. So if we're spending money with a firm, uh, we want to feel valued. So we, if we're ringing someone, we want to call back timely. Uh, we don't want to have to chase. We're, when we're first ringing someone for the first time, we want to be wowed. We, we want to feel like, oh, wow, they answered their phones quickly. That person that answered the call was really warm and friendly and they were really helpful. That's definitely the kind of company I want to engage with. The opposite of that, of course, being in COVID times, firms that put on the website, we're here to help. But when you call them, nobody picks up or they don't get back to you when you leave a message. Yeah, nobody picks up long ring times, no one rings you back. And then during COVID, the, even some of the really large firms, they put up on their website, we're all working from home, the phone lines are not available, please email. Well, that was crazy because people were like, I need to speak to someone, I feel quite disconnected right now. So that wasn't great either. It seems crazy though, doesn't it, Louise, that in these modern times, accounting firms that claim to be client-centric We're all about the client experience. They get these things wrong. So are they a little bit complacent? Are they a little bit ignorant? Are they a bit lazy? Are they a bit disorganized? What's going wrong with those that don't take client experience seriously? I think think it's a really common business practice that accounting firms look after their existing clients. And, And we know why, because when you're a business, you, you tend to be very loyal to your accountant. You're with them for 10 years or for the life of the business. So, um, and that reoccurring revenue is very protected. So existing clients, once you're in, um, they're very well looked after. But I think it's quite surprising that new business 
coming into a firm isn't really captured, uh, you know, as as I don't know, as, as it's, they are as important to nurture them, to qualify them and to make them feel as special because they will then in turn become that tenure of, you know, the tenure of 10 years of a client. So we've seen some firms pivot, change, be agile in responding to COVID. They've done things well. Is there any aspect of the accounting sector that you've noticed, Louise, that hasn't evolved, adapted as quickly as it should have done? A lot of firms haven't um, evolved digitally. They've stayed as they were. There has been improvement for some firms. Well, COVID's been a catalyst, hasn't it? It should have been. Yes. And, and that should have been really for firms to seriously think about how they communicate with their clients and prospects. But across the board, there has been some work done. When you're on a firm's website, people want to access all the advice that they need. Um, They expect to see it there. So client hubs, for example, with all that data there, they want to see it. And firms that really, they're not offering those digital channels, they're going to be left behind, as opposed to firms that do offer different channels, in particular live chat, because that is a channel that sort of that sort of demographic from the millennials and under that love to do the text chat. So if you've not got that digital channel, that they, they are not going to be evolving as quickly as they should with without that. Yes, you need to be where your clients and prospects are. And if you're not there, they go somewhere else, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So when you look at where some firms have fallen short. We've hinted at the client experience. There's a lot to get right there, but you're also a a big advocate, I know, of accounting firms putting more into the winning new business activity. You think that should be higher on the agenda, don't you? Absolutely. And we did some research earlier this year that around a quarter of the accountancy firms that we profiled, they're planning to grow their practices via new client revenue over the next year. And that focus really is on the digital presence that they're offering, which will reap the rewards for them. And and I think over the last sort of two years, we've done a lot of face, sorry, we've done a lot of virtual meetings and they've been really fruitful. Um, However, the face-to-face networking, obviously it was put on the back burner. Now it's back here. Um, So I think a blend of the two does win uh, new clients, both the virtual and the face-to-face. And you're talking about here business development, that generating, capturing, handling the leads to turn those prospects into clients. That's part of the money penny domain as well, I suppose. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people will reach out to a firm with a, a very simple FAQ and Money Penny will profile that conversation to find out what that prospect really wants and needs. Uh, but that could open up quite a bigger conversation for the firm. So how has the way accounting firms grow when business changed over recent years? You must have seen a, a few trends coming out. Yeah, a lot of firms are having dedicated people on their side to look after those new inquiries rather than it go straight to a fee earner where it might not be the kind of client that that fee earner wants or we don't want to take their time. Uh, unnecessarily. So a lot of firms have put somebody in house or given that role to someone to do the deep dive on that inquiry and then assign it in an, with a, an appointment virtually with the right fee earner. That's kind of a triage, isn't it? To say, right, how important is this? How hot is this as a lead? Where is this best going? How urgent is it? How do I get it to the right person? That's an important part of the process rather than giving them to someone, as you say, a busy fee earner that wouldn't perhaps give it the attention it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of winning business, accounting firms are investing a lot in marketing, lead magnets, content creation, inbound marketing, if you like, thought leadership. 
it should be generating leads for them and inbound inquiries. It's criminal that firms don't then prioritize the handling of those. Yeah. And a lot of money is spent on marketing in all those things that you've just mentioned. So why you wouldn't put as much importance on that sort of first engagement point, it falls down. So that marketing spend really is, is wasted if you're not going to do an equal importance to get, you know, you're driving people to the firm um, and then they come and the, don't, the phones don't get picked up. Let's get your crystal ball out, Louise, and look ahead to what's coming up for accounting firms over the next few years. I appreciate it's difficult to predict because we don't know what's coming up in 90 days. But in terms of how accounting firms process their leads, operate that front of house, give a great client experience, can we predict anything with certainty about what's going to happen? For us, we're seeing now firms repurposing some of their staff and restructuring. The last two years has made them look at what they do, how they do it, the processes in place, are they best practice? So a lot of firms, yeah, they're looking at their in-house valuable team, even their admin support team, and just repurposing those to make use of their skill set within the firm and where possible, outsource that other skill. Will we ever get to the point where answering the phones is done by bots and robots and things like this and we never need that human touch? There's a place for that. Is it for accountants? It's not the message I'm getting from the conversations I have. They want red carpet. They want a warm conversation. Um, So I don't think that will ever happen in the accountancy world. You're always very passionate, Louise. I've known you a long time now. It seems like you love what you do. Why do you love it so much? For me, no no firm is the same. No day is the same. So I wake up and go to work. I have my set meetings, but then conversations take place. So for me, what I love is the variety and giving the solutions and seeing that really quick impact that we can have on, on a business. And then the conversations that then come are, oh, why just didn't we do this sooner? So that gives me a lot of fulfillment. When firms try to do it themselves, what are some of the downsides of that? They miss business, brand protection. They get a bad, bad name that, you know, People don't ring them back. People don't answer their phones. People are grumpy at that firm because it's the wrong people answering the phone. I think the role of a receptionist or a frontline voice is very understated. It really needs to, it is that person is as important as the CEO in their role. So I think firms can get it wrong and um, it can be quite damaging. But when they get it right, that's a client for life, isn't it? Even if they get it right themselves in-house, That is um, a task in itself to keep on top of that, to keep the training in-house at a high level and make sure the right people are speaking to the the people um, that are contacting their firm. So you say people try and do it in-house. There's presumably a lot of training and certain skills involved, Louise, with getting that first impression right. Is it easy to get people doing it in-house? I wouldn't say it was easy. But I think what you've got is if you've got it in-house and you've got the right person answering the call in-house, that's amazing. But that one person can only answer one phone call at any one time. So the danger that you've got is when that person is on a call and another client comes in at the same time, who answers that second, third and fourth call? So you may think we've got a great receptionist. He or she is very well-trained, very warm and friendly. That's fantastic. In a, in a perfect world, one call would come in after the other, after the other, and that person would consistently deliver a great service. But that's not the real world. So the danger is you've got a great receptionist. When he or she 
is on lunch, on annual leave, on another call. The danger then is those calls burst through to the firm and interrupt everybody else that doesn't want to pick up a call and isn't trained. That's an excellent observation because clients don't wait patiently in line until the receptionist is free to take that call, do they? They call when it's convenient for them. And if you want to cover all of the bases, you've got to employ a lot of staff that potentially might be sat idle while the phone is not ringing. Yeah, and that's not cost effective at all. You know, if a firm thinks, oh, well, we on a Monday morning, we have peak time from 9am till 10am, realistically, who's got 10 people to sit waiting to answer calls? Talk to us about some of the services then that Moneypenny provide and how they help accounting firms. So typically, accountancy firms usually reach out to us for our core service, which is what we call our overflow. And that's where they've got someone in-house, but as mentioned, when he or she is busy, they need that second-line support. So that's where Moneypenny will answer in the business name, profile who they want to speak to, and transfer the call into the business, just like their receptionist. Um, So it's an overflow support rather than it going into the firm and being picked up by accountants that just don't want to pick up the phone. Or the phone just ringing, ringing. Absolutely. That can all be done from your premises, can you? And you don't need to put someone into the accounting firm. Yeah, that's right. We have a finance sector here, which is at Moneypenny's headquarters. And that's where our team of receptionists only take calls for our accountancy firms. So they're used to the language. So when someone rings and Moneypenny answers and the person says, oh, I need to speak to someone in the payroll department about this, this, and this, or I need to organize my tax return. The Moneypenny receptionists, they're used to that conversation. Um, so they know then where to direct those calls depending on the client's screen. So we don't have on-site presence. It's all done here and uh, all in the UK, all in North Wales in under one roof. Do you take just UK clients or could you work for an accounting firm anywhere? We have international clients because we're 24-7 here. Uh, Many accountancy firms tend to have 8.30 till 6 p.m. And Moneypenny is taking that top and tail of the day. But for the larger firms, they want around the clock. So we can answer calls throughout the night and transfer these internationally as well with the time differences. How sophisticated do your people have to be in terms of answering technical questions? There's so many FAQs these days, isn't there? Yeah. And I think to set the the expectation, we don't go into lengthy conversations with the callers. We are a reception service. So we're there to do a warm greeting. We're there to find out who the caller is, what their call is regarding, and get that call through to the right place. So we don't talk about their exact requirement in detail because we're not the qualified accountants. We're there to filter and field in a really um, seamless way. And presumably, clients or prospects calling would never know that you don't work for the accounting firm. No, and you've probably spoke to Moneypenny yourself hundreds of times and just not realised it if you've rang a firm and uh, been transferred through. People just don't know that it's Moneypenny. And even down to when somebody says, oh, hi, I'm trying to find your office. And is it the one next to the blue door at the car park? <laughs> well, the Moneypenny receptionist isn't at the blue door but in our screen we will have directions so we'll be able to talk that caller through yeah I can see where you are if you just go next door but one you will talk you know you can find our front door I'm guilty I've been that person trying to find an accounting firm office and I've made the call to the front desk saying guide me in that's tremendous apart from the overflow what else do you do for professional firms Louise so the second service that we deliver is the live chat and many firms The conversations I have is we want live chat, but we don't have anyone in-house to take those chats. So that's why we, it's on the roadmap, 
but we've not put it there because we don't know who's going to answer chats. And we can only answer chats nine to five thirty. So four years ago, Moneypenny um, started a managed live chat service. So that's the software and the people. Uh, so it's on brand and we answer chats for firms. It's amazing. It's 24-7 as well. I saw an inquiry come in on Sunday evening at five past five in the evening from a business director wanting to do for his accountancy firm a management buyout. And he um, inquired on that firm's page on our live chat at Sunday at 5 p.m. So it shows you that we're not really sticking to the 9 to 5.30. We're on the sofa, we're on our mobiles, and we're doing our business affairs even outside of those traditional hours. That's a really good example of the always-on culture that we now live in, that if that director had not have got an answer from that firm, he would have gone somewhere else and that business is lost. Yeah, and often we get asked on the chat service, are you a human? That's the first question. Uh, on a Sunday evening, yeah. people assume it could be a bot. So you'll see if you're a client, the transcripts, the, the beginning often says, are you a human or a bot? So then we say, yeah, I'm a human. I can help you. Uh, and then the next question, they still don't trust that it's not a bot. They think the bot has said they're a human. So they'll say, oh, OK, we'll prove it. What what uh, favorite biscuit? Uh, what's your favorite biscuit? So there's a whole dialogue of digestives over hobnobs. And then once the web visitor thinks they are a human, okay, I'll place my inquiry now. And it's a serious inquiry. So you see that a lot. Um, people just don't trust that um, at eight o'clock at night on a Thursday, that it is an actual human working. I get that. And I look for the picture of a human rather than some kind of generic avatar and somebody's name and we'll say, Stephanie, are you there or whoever it is? And when you get a real answer, it gives you a lot of confidence to proceed. And I think, I mean, we've seen over the chat channel, a lot of information is given in the text format in terms of that person's situation. They're quite free to type, you know, my current situation is this. I'm not happy with my accountant because of this, this and this. I want to have an appointment with you to discuss what that looks like so yeah i think the wow factor the human factor and around the clock is is uh, what we deliver on the chat side and as accounting firms are evolving you're evolving too the technology becomes ever more complex and sophisticated what's the biggest thing you're working on right now louise at money penny uh, the biggest thing is Microsoft Teams integration. So more and more people are using Teams, both internally and externally. And uh, the Moneypenny delivery integrates with Teams now. We're the only provider that does integrate. So that means if we're answering your calls, because of that integration that we've developed, we now know when you're available and not available to take a call because we can read your presence. So right now, Rob, if somebody rang you and, and your call came to Moneypenny, we would know that you were um, maybe uh, un unavailable in a red dot. So we would take a message from the caller rather than putting them on hold or necessarily trying to transfer them because we know you're unavailable. And can you then schedule calls with certain people in a firm with that prospect or that client? Yes. Uh, many firms use us with their own sort of Calendly or booking links. Um, so whilst we've got someone on the phone that wants an appointment, we can book them straight in while we've got them on the call and that, and that drops into the client's diary. So that eliminates that telephone tennis. It sounds so exciting what you're doing. It's really opened up this world to us of this client experience and that first impression that's so vital you can see how firms get it wrong because there's such a lot of bases to cover. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think a firm isn't going to invest in Microsoft Teams integration themselves. So by partnering with Moneypenny, you can have the benefits of all that tech, all that integration. It's not charged for additionally, it's all included in the service. So firms can be at the forefront of all that sophistication without investing themselves. And what do you say to firms that say, look, I don't know how many calls will be coming in, Louise. I don't know how many bots we're going to get. Do you price that accordingly? Um, A lot of firms are like, well, we think it's 20 calls a day or we think we might get three chats a night. Um, So rather than put the finger in the air, we do do trials for the client so that they don't have to commit. They can open the door, put the web chat on their website, have a free trial, have a free trial on the telephone. And then during that trial, we can analyze your average daily calls are 30. So price points are this. Your average number of chats coming in are 10. So price points this. So, yeah, we do that with clients that don't know their data. And presumably if the firm is running any marketing campaigns or going to any events and they think there might be an uplift in inquiries, they can build that into your capacity. Yeah. And, you know, a client doesn't have to tell us either. So, for example, because our services, it's scalable and it's limitless. So I've got one firm. She uh, the lady there rang me yesterday and said, uh, because we're overflow. She said, my receptionist is going on holiday next week. So you're going to take all of our calls rather than the ones she can't get to. Do I need to tell you this? I said, absolutely not. It's scalable. So even if you had an absolute increase of 100%, the money penny service, we just answer them all because it's not first agent available here. Your calls will come in, whether it be one or 50, they'll all answered quickly by the team of finance receptionists. So she was like, oh, that's amazing. So I don't have to worry about a spike or when my receptionist is off. I was like, yeah, that headache's gone. Have you got an army then of great receptionists and call takers there? Yeah, we have got an army. So there's a thousand of us now, a thousand money pennies, and we're recruiting 40 people every month to meet the demand for the live chat and the telephone answering. So I don't quite know when this building's full, where we're going to sit. Maybe we need to build another wing, but um, yeah, 40 people every month. What do you look for when you hire people for a money penny role, Louise? So it's all on attitude because the money penny training is quite comprehensive. So it's the can-do attitude and the helpfulness. That's what's required, the warmth tone and the helpfulness. So if somebody's not worked on the phones before, but their CV, maybe they've been working in the care industry, but with our training on our software, and it's a one-month training program, as long as they've got that attitude, then Money Penny can teach them the rest. We'll put your contact details on the show notes so that people can reach out to you. What does that first conversation look like, Louise, when they call up Money Penny and they want to engage your services? Um, it's an exploratory conversation where we talk about what they've got in place at the moment and what are their pinch points. And then we share with them That's on the telephone answering side. We share with them what the solutions could look like. But on the live chat, a lot of firms haven't had live chat before, so it's new territory. So we'll share with them what other firms are gaining from it in terms of stats. And um, yeah, it's great for recruitment because a lot of firms are struggling to recruit. So we know that there's an uplift in um, uh, chat uh, uh, job applications. So we'll share with them some sort of case studies. And it's not just the front desk, I imagine. If someone called a partner or a director in the company on their direct line and they're out, would you take that call too? 
Yes, absolutely. So direct dial um, calls can overflow to Money Penny. So if they're not picked up, say within three rings, they can come to us. We can actually answer the, that direct dial as uh, Graham Hunt's line. How can I help? Because we know it's his direct dial. How can we help? And we'll say, oh, no, Graham's not available. And then we would then send Graham an email to say, please call this client back when you're available. I know Graham Hunt. He's always on holiday. <laughs> Goodness, you're there picking up the slack. This has been brilliant, Louise. What would an accounting firm be asking themselves that would create a need for money penny? What kind of pain would they be having? What kind of flaws in their system would they be seeing? Pain points, if you like, for them to say, quick, let's get Louise on the phone right now and talk about something. I would say to any firm, mystery shop your own firm, ring your own number. And that is usually how we then get a director or a partner ringing us because they've rang their own number and had a terrible experience. So I would say mystery shop your own number, take that away, see at different points of the day who answers, how they answer, put yourselves in the shoes of a brand new large potential client and would you then engage with that firm? I've just seen now that you need to hire another thousand, Louise, because <laughs> accounting firms would squirm at that idea of mystery shopping for fear of what they might experience. But it's not acceptable, you know, to give lukewarm, mediocre service anymore. We're, we've become very judgy as consumers and prospects. And think about it, Rob, when you ring a, a company, it doesn't matter what the service or product is, when you ring them for the first time or the second or third time, you've you're making an opinion of that brand when you ring them, particularly if it's 10 ring times, you're like, crikey, have they got any staff there? That goes through the mind. And then when the grumpy person does answer, you think, crikey, that's not very good. I don't know whether I want to purchase that sofa or those trainers or whatever it might be. So I think we become very judgy. And in the accounting world, I think it's not acceptable to um, not deliver a great wow, wow factor. Louise Wilson, that's been terrific. Thanks so much for your passion and your insights today. 